welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Thank you to the wonderful voice, the dulcet tones of Ryan Treasure, longtime person at Voice America. We miss you, Ryan. I'm Radio Red in the house. It is November what? November 7th. I can't believe so many people didn't make it to 2022, 2021. And here we are. We are Zooming. Well, we're on Zooming onto live stream on Facebook, actually. But we're Zooming toward 2023. Hard to believe. I think the year is just gone incredibly fast. But before I introduce my three very creative creatives, because that's what we're here to talk about is creativity, I have a quick assignment for them, ladies. I want you to get ready on the count of three to say, Michelle, that's right. You can do it, Michelle. She's getting all surprised. You can say, hello, LLL, and I'll put up the letters for you. So one, two, three. Hello, LLL. Well, no, we got to do it one more time. We got to get in sync here. One, two, three. Hello, L, L, L. Not bad. Aaron, Aaron is our engineer tonight. Aaron, that was not bad. You'll ask Josh how they compare. LLL is lovely, lanky. Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She has some family things going on tonight, but she will listen to the replay during the week. Thank you very much. As I said, it's November 7th. This is the 311th day of the year. We always do a thank you to Greg, Gregor, Gregor, whatever his mommy called him. It's the Gregorian calendar, and we're still using it all these hundreds of years later. There are 54 days left in 2022. It's the 45th Monday, and nobody gives a you-know-what about that except me, because I'm on the radio every Monday with the show. But 54 days left is not a lot. So Michelle and Dawn and Anna, if you're planning to brew your own Kahlua, you'd better start so those flavors meld. I think you could do that in the sink in the garage or in the extra fridge. If you have a still, you know, the kind from Prohibition for whiskey, back of the house, in the backyard, get started. Don't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. And if you're planning to buy something special to imbibe on New Year's Eve 2023, all of the online liquor stores are going to have empty shelves any day now. So get started and go buy something wonderful. Wine, beer, champagne, whatever you want. Go find it because it's not going to be there much longer because we're all going to be celebrating. It's a Western Zodiac Scorpio sign, the eighth astrological sign originating from the constellation Scorpius. How about that? It lasts from October 23rd to November 21st. Any Anybody here a Scorpio, Michelle or Dawn or Anna? Anybody? Nope. Okay. Well, somebody in my family is, and we already wished her happy birthday. So there. So let me tell you about my three very special guests. I'm just going to do a very, very brief. Anna, you're on camera. I want you to look up so everybody wants to see you. Anna, you're looking. That's it. Anna, we need we need Facebook to see your beautiful face. There we go. So I, I'm going to introduce them just briefly when I read your name. Just wave, and then I will ask you to give us your full three-minute bio. I know you're all 
also accomplished. It's going to be hard to fit it into three minutes, but give it your best shot. So first up, we have Dawn J. Rasmussen. Dawn is a CPA, CFE, and she says, listen to this, everyone. She has a natural radar for detecting fraud. I said the other bad F word, fraud. It began her life. I I just thought of that, Dawn. It began her lifelong study of criminology. She's the author of a novel. If you're watching us on Facebook, it's just behind her. 12 for 12, and the second 12 is on fire. She'll tell us about that in a minute. Dawn, welcome. I met you with the National Publicity Summit a few months ago. Very happy to have you. So welcome. Welcome. Michelle Peck is here. Michelle is a nurse practitioner. There she is. She's a public health advocate. She's the founder of the Academy of Well-Being, the I'm putting that all in caps, Michelle, because that's important. And she's the author of Self-Caring, a Well-Being Guidebook. And darn, we all need more well-being. I will attest to that. So good work for you. You'll be telling us a little more about that soon. And then we have Anna Rose Vril, last name V-R-I-L. She's very interesting. She's the founder of a limited edition women's luxury clothing brand. And it's her name, Anna, A-N-A, Rose. You all know that, Vril, V-R-I-L. She's an artist, she's a poet, and she's the author of a kind of creepy book, first of a trilogy. I started reading it. It's, it's very, very interesting. It's a page turner. It's called The Last Rose. It's a novel about a young woman's struggles with AI, known to most of you as artificial intelligence. Woo! It gets a little scary in there. So thank you for sending me that book. Anna, wave hello. So let's go around the table and get full bios. Ladies, I'm going to put Dawn up first. Dawn, would you please do me the honor of giving us more information, who you are, what you do, and what does creativity mean to your life in general? Dawn, welcome. Hi, happy to be here. So I guess who I am. I think you told told pretty much everything. I'm just, I'm a CPA and a fraud examiner. And one of the things that I talk to people about is um, how they can use the skills of the fraudster to get what they want in life. And that's one of my means of like creativity. Um, the, the thing that means most creativity to me is the acts that we perform, things that are almost tantamount to stunts in our life that help us propel forward toward our dreams. Those are my main uh, points for for creativity. Thank you. How did you get involved? You said you have a natural radar in your bio. What does that mean? Can you, I mean, I, I have a knack, just lifelong, a knack of knowing when somebody is telling me BS. I, I know. I know when a boyfriend is lying or I know if a business person is giving me a story in Yiddish. We say it's a bubba mice. It's not true. You know, it's a, it's a bunch of crap. Um, I, I, I sense it, but that's on a human to human basis. But you, you wrote in the bio, you sent me on that just briefly you said that every place you've worked you've sensed when things weren't right so just give us a little bit on what does that mean how do you know right I've never I've never had any type of employment where I didn't find fraud but even beforehand it's the same as what you're saying like my gut instinct is just I walk into a room and I'm looking around I'm like oh that secretary cannot afford that purse and I'm I'm just looking for the advertiser signs of early budding fraudsters it's just something that's always been inside of me but of course during my study of criminology that that you know developed and it just became a natural thing that that skill enhanced and tell me just a little bit about your book 12 for 12 what is it about 
12 for 12 is Susan Breen, another author, described it as uh, Bridget Jones trained in the art of forensic accounting. So it's basically a story of healing that masquerades as a story of revenge. And it's one of the creative things in my life that, that helped me to heal. Revenge. Ah, that can be sweet. I understand. I wouldn't know. I I recently was told by somebody that they couldn't follow through on a contract they had with me. It wasn't, they'd already paid, so it wasn't a big deal, but it was a schedule. And they said, well, somebody in the family is sick and they don't have time. And then I read on LinkedIn, they're running international conferences and webinars and workshops with people all over the world on a daily basis, which took precedence over what they were doing with me. It doesn't matter. But the point was... I, I said to myself, every time I see their post on, online, I say, "What? I'm happy he's doing that, but what a pile of crap he fed me. Why? <laughs> why, why? You know, it's so obvious. Anyway, we don't like to be lied to, do we? Anyway, thank you so much, Dawn. Lovely to meet you. Looking forward to more from you. Michelle Peck, you're up next. Michelle, full screen speaker view. Who are you? Full Tell me more. screen speaker view. And here I am. So I'm Michelle Peck. I'm here. I'm like super happy to be here with you guys. I am a retired nurse, actually. I'm not actively practicing in nursing. I gave it up about a year ago um, to pursue um, a global audience. Um, I'm a coach, a well-being coach certified by Chopra. And I'm also a Caritas coach, which means I specialize in compassion. And so I work um, with people all over the world, holding them in sacred space so that they can rapidly heal. My artistry is helping people rejuvenate their mind, body, and soul. I'm a creative. I love creating content courses. I love teaching people um, how to improve uh, every aspect of their lives. And I'm the author of Self-Caring, which is just the art of mastering well-being in your life because it's freaking easy. <laughs> I want people to know it. So, hey, I'm just saying, if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> I have never heard anybody say it's freaking easy. but It is. They just okay. make it hard. <laughs> well, may maybe they do maybe we do. do maybe we think it's we a do. Big, so one tip for self-care yeah. that's easy michelle just one tip you would tell oh, people right off the top my favorite tip is to get in touch with your body get in touch with your body whenever you're overthinking just breathe into your heart and feel your body your heart is your wisdom center and that's where your creativity starts Thank you. Very interesting. Heart-centered well-being. I like that. Anna Rose Real, you're up next. Anna, I want to hear about your clothing line. I want to I want you to tell everybody a little bit about your book you wrote, The Last Rose. Anna, welcome. You're up. Go ahead. Oh, hi. I'm um, so I'm Anna Rose Real. Um, so I call myself an author, a poet, um, artist, um, and I well created my own clothes line just last year, actually. So so my first creative project was the book. It was it's called The Last Rose, and, and uh, it's about a tale of a young woman's struggles to survive extermination of the rarest blood type on Earth um, in an invisible concentration camp, which has been created by artificial intelligence. So what actually inspired me to go down this path of creativity was my own struggles in life. Um, so at the age of 35, I developed extreme hypersensitivity to electromagnetic radiation and so and my basically my entire world was turned upside down so 
basically I thought I've got to create something beautiful out of, you know, all these negative things that was happening in, in my life. Um, so the book is my first creative project. And from that, I decided to create a clothing line. And it's all basically um, women's clothing, um, luxury clothing line. And, um, and I also started painting and started writing poetry and basically doing more and more creative stuff. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, nice to have you. And, and the book sound, I, I read a little bit of it today, this afternoon, and it's scary. It's things are happening to this woman. Michelle, as a retired nurse practitioner, what would you say to a woman who doesn't want to tell you, but might eventually tell you that there is a force of very great power burning right through her hand and lighting things up. And when people touch her, she is literally, her skin is on fire, but it's in, inside, but it's not anyway. I don't want to tell the book, eh? I don't <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's very, very interesting that things are happening and it started with a dream. So I think your heroine needs self care, <laughs> but I don't know how the book turns out. So I'm not going to go there anyway. So, uh, yes, it relates. So thank you very much ladies for the bios. What I'd like to do now is I'd like to go to the creativity quotes. You all sent me. If somebody is new listening to the show, watching us on Facebook today, well, I'm Radio Red, and this is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. Thanks for joining us. Now, I asked my guests in advance to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric that has nothing to do with the word creativity, and very few songs and movie lines would have that, so we know that's the challenge. And then they're going to relate the quote they selected to the topic of creativity. So Dawn Rasmus said, do you want me to call you Dawn J? Or Because I'm my, my other name has an initial in it. Do you want to be Dawn J or just Dawn? Who do you want to be? Yeah, let's include the J because that's what's on my books. So. I like that. I like that. Dawn <laughs> J has sent me a quote from Carol Shelby. That's a man, Carol with two R's and two L's, played by Matt Damon. The movie Rum, Ford versus Ferrari, 2019 sports drama <laughs> film. And in Europe, I don't know if you, you're aware of this, Dawn, it's called Le Mans 66. It has a movie has a different name in some European huh. countries. And a team of American and British engineers engineers and designers led by automotive designer Carol Shelby and his British driver Ken Miles is sent by Henry Ford II and Lee Iacocca okay to build a new racing car that can finally defeat the Italian racing team of Ferrari and this is happening at the 1966 24 hours of Le Mans race in France very very interesting uh, it was chosen as one of the 10 best films of 2019 and it won best film editing and best sound editing not best race car sequences but editing so here is the quote this is very interesting and carol shelby mac damon says am i on fire fill the tank this is about the place where the uninitiated soil themselves i have to say that with a lower voice dawn so nobody gets upset yes michelle he said that in the movie dawn how'd you find this one and what does it have to do with creativity i think i know but you're up go ahead well, that's a little bit how I feel right now. So the uninitiated, you know, kind of make a mess at first. Um, 
You're fine. I mean, you're fine. Go ahead. No, creativity is all about if you if you're going to do something in life, it should be legendary. Um, why would you do anything any other way? Um, and I feel like the the part of the process of that such as, you know, Ford trying to win the Le Mans 66 um, in a time where they, you know, could barely build a car that was 35 miles an hour down the road. And, um, but it's the same thing. Like we start out, we try, we fail. I believe in failure leading to success. If you just keep, keep at it. Like for me, you know, and, and another part of that is like, being able to take super hard feedback and apply it. Like in my, you know, trying to find a literary agent, for example, I met this editor at a conference by the name of Peter Joseph. And he was a senior editor for Thomas Dunn Books. And he gave me some really brutal feedback about my story um, after he got 12 beta readers to read it because he was trying to decide if he wanted to publish it or not. And he wrote me back and he was like, Dawn, your character, she's not likable. And it's because when I first started out writing this book, I was like kind of an angry human being. I had to take me out of the story in order to make it readable. So it's the same type of thing, like trying again. And, and as soon as I had done that edit, then I started getting offers from a lot of different agents. So... Isn't that interesting? Wow, Dawn, I hadn't heard that from anybody in a long time. Sometimes it is brutal editing. You're right. Sometimes it's those, the eyes that haven't seen that aren't yours, because when you write, you see what you want to see. You Mm -hmm. see the character the way you want, but an outsider, you need those fresh eyes. Very, very interesting. And you took it to heart and you rewrote that's yeah, after after I wanted to, you know, when I thought about going back in the backyard and firing up that still that you're talking about. So. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe that was part of Michelle's self-care is you just wanted to have a little little tipple there to, to get you over the shock. <laughs> Somebody didn't like, I don't like your character. There's too much of you in it. Well, the, the brutal truth can be part of that creative process. And I've had guests on the show say that creativity is being vulnerable. And I'm sure you, right? Being vulnerable, saying, so what do you think? Anna, what do you think of the dress I designed? Michelle, what do you think of the self-care protocol I designed? Dawn, what do you think of the book I wrote? I didn't like it. I don't love it. I'm not sure I would use it, buy it, or say anything nice about it, right? So vulnerability is part of creativity. Thank you for bringing that out, Dawn. That's very, very important. When you, I, I was telling somebody the other day when I started doing TV on Long Island many, many years ago at a public access station, one of my neighbor's wives, I was on a board of directors with him, and his wife saw it. Her name was Adele. And Adele called me, and she said, I didn't like your skirt and I don't like your glasses. And I thought you had the wrong color <laughs> lipstick. And I wanted to say, oh when was the last time you sat in on a chair and interviewed people at a TV studio in front right. of people in your community, you know, all over Long Island? But I said, thank you, Adele. That's very nice. She said, I think you should wear pants <laughs> and I think you should change your glasses. And I shouldn't talk like that, but I got to make fun of her a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We become vulnerable when we share our creativity. Can we all agree with that? Anna and Michelle and Dawn? Yes. Amen and, to that. Yep. And that's hard. 
That is not easy and it's not fun. Get the still going in the backyard. Dawn, thank you for saying that. That was a very, very human thing to say. I appreciate it. We're just we're just hanging out here talking. That's all, ladies. Michelle, I'm looking at what you selected here. Veronica Vaughn, played by actress Bridget, with two T's in an E at the end, Bridget Wilson, third grade teacher. For Billy Madison, it was a 1995 American comedy film starring Adam Sandler. Billy Madison is a dim-witted, childish, spoiled 27-year-old heir to Madison Hotels, a Fortune 500 chain of 650 hotels founded by his father who is retiring. He's a tycoon. Billy drinks. He pisses people off around his father's estate, and he ruins an important dinner. And then his father says, I'm going to give the whole thing to somebody else. And Billy says, no, 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 Daddy, I want it. So they make a deal. He has to go back to school and finish all of his grades, 12 grades two weeks apiece and then he meets the teacher blah 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 anyway here's the line from Veronica Vaughn played by Bridget Wilson I believe you Billy and I believe in you Michelle rescue me please what does it have to do with creativity go ahead (laughs) I just love the fact that you know you can be so encouraging to somebody else and to tell them just you know the simple words sometimes that I just believe in you And that changes their life forever. It gives them the courage and the confidence to come forward. So I've been a teacher, an instructor at a university for over like, I don't know, 15 years. And that was my favorite part of helping people tap their creativity was having them believe in themselves and in their abilities. And um, but you have to it has to come from within you. You know, it's nice when people tell you, but when you really start truly believing in yourself, from your core level, then you tap your infinite potential and your creativity can soar and there's nothing like it. And that's all focused from belief. What you focus on, what you pay attention to is what you create. And that is the highest power of creativity, in my opinion. And um, it's really as simple as that. It sometimes boils down to as simple as that, isn't it? Just some principles. But believing in yourself, there's that vulnerability again, right, Dawn? Right, Anna? Believing in yourself. Do I have the right to say, I wrote a book? Do I have the right to say, here's my beautiful clothing line. My name is Anna Rose, and I think you're going to love buying my clothes. I'm I'm Michelle Peck. I think you're going to enjoy and benefit from my self-care regimes. That's great. But you put yourself out there, and you really want somebody to say, I believe in you. But you want them to mean it, don't you? (laughs) You really really want them to mean it. After You know what, Dawn? I'm going to go back to Dawn with what Michelle just said. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling, Dawn, that that editor who said to you, that character, nobody's going to like her. I have a feeling he believed in you enough to tell you that, A, and B, that you would redesign the character to make her what the mark. So he did believe in you, but it came in the form of a, go ahead. He could have sent me a a generalized rejection letter. Not for me. Thanks. Moving on. But he didn't. He called and had a conversation with me and talked to me about it. We probably spent a half hour on the phone discussing it. And, And, you know, Michelle, just so you know, 
fraudsters believe in themselves beyond all reason because they have to when they're committing a con artistry. So um, I think we should all apply that to ourselves. Believe in yourself beyond all reason. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think so, too. Anna, did you find that people believed in you right away when you launched your clothing line? Did people say, wow, Anna, this is great? Or was there any uh, second guessing on the part of the buyers or designers or what? Anna, unmute yourself, dear. Unmute, unmute. Go ahead. Everyone actually quite liked the clothing line, actually. So I was really, yeah, I was quite happy with the end product. Um, Good. Because it was, it was the first time I had done any designing. So it was, uh, yeah. Lucky break right out of the box, lady. You must know what you're doing. See, she believed in herself. Aha, there we go. There we go. Thank you very much. And Anna, I'm looking at the quote you sent, and this is from a band called Two Steps from Hell. And it's interesting. It's not just a band. It was an American production music company based in L.A., founded in 2006 by two composers, Thomas Burgesson and Nick Phoenix. One was born in Norway and one is in England. And what they did is specialize in making movie trailer music demos for thousands of movies. It wasn't public music. It was music you would hear on the trailer. They did trailers for Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Trek, Twilight, a lot of TV ads. And their music was choral and orchestral, and it was called contemporary epic style music. Then... Ah, the market closed down, basically, and nobody wanted that kind of music again. So they started redoing their music, and they came up with a couple of albums on their own. And in 2013, they had their first public concert at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. And now they're, some of their, of their 11 albums, eight reached the top 10 of the Billboard Classic Albums chart, and one peaked at, two of them peaked at number one in the 2020s, and they're touring now. So here is the line. Actually, it's the title of one of their songs and their music video, Never Give Up on Your Dreams. Anna Rose, did you know all that about Two Steps from Hell? I did have, have to do a wiki <laughs> search on it. Yes, no. And I mean, they're amazing, actually. The music is amazing. And, uh, I've heard it. So what does this this mean for our creativity theme today? This never everything, give up on your dreams. Everything. So, I mean, music is very important to me, especially when I feel a little bit down. Like, I tend to listen to epic music, and those guys are just amazing. And um, so creativity, basically, to me, is anything that reconnects my neural networks in a different way that takes me from a negative state of consciousness to something different. So I become, by changing my consciousness, I suppose I become a different being. Um, and so I tend to listen to music to change my, um, my consciousness. Thank you very much. Thank you for introducing me to their music. I did listen to a couple of their trailers. Michelle, do you know Two Steps From Hell or Dawn? Have you ever heard of them? No, but now I wish I did when I heard all that stuff that they did. I love all that. I know. Movie trailer music. That was a thing for years. They made their living doing it. Wow. Interesting. And then the market yeah. changed. And the market changed and basically somebody wasn't wearing that kind of dress anymore. So they had to go re <laughs> reinvent themselves. Yeah, I, that's why I particularly as a producer and host enjoy challenging my guests just a little bit to bring me 
a song lyric or a character line in a movie or a TV show that I've never heard of. You don't have to. I've heard of a lot of them, but I, I do the research, and I enjoy learning who these people are, who these characters are, and what these songs are about. So thank you to the three of you. I appreciate it. Let's go into a little more of your creativity statements before we do celebrity birthdays and holidays. So uh, Dawn, I'm looking at your statements you sent me. I'm just going to read one. You don't have to go look them up. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's go with statement number four. This is interesting. We have a little bit of a dark undertone to a part of our theme tonight. You say creativity is the courage to step into the dark, even just an inch. Dawn, talk to me. What does this mean for everybody thinking about how to become creative? What do you think? Oh boy, you know, stepping into the dark, taking a step forward when you aren't sure you're doing, or you are sure you're doing the right thing, you're just not sure of the how of how it's all going to work out, is the thing that it emboldens you and it opens up opportunities. And you, it helps you to see things that you couldn't see before. Um, you know, I once was in a boardroom full of men and we all had a disagreement on on the discussion at hand. And I remember feeling like I've always been a little bit old fashioned and that I finally just said, you know, gentlemen, please stand. <laughs> and um, and they all kind of were like, OK, so they stood up and I was like, we disagree on everything here. And that's that's how I feel. And I'm a lady. And now I'm going to leave the room. I made them stand so that they could recognize me so that I could leave the room. And um, and then I proceeded to change my life. I left my firm and I ended up spending a great summer in Alaska and um, writing, writing some books. And, can we stop? Um, well done. Can we just clap for this? Michelle and Anna, <laughs> can you unmute and just clap for her? I, I haven't heard. I've, I've done it similar, but not quite that way. But keep going, oh. Dawn. This is inspirational. Keep talking. Go ahead. Oh, just just the it was scary to walk out and I ended up having to work for that company for a few more months, but I ended up doing it. I was homeless. I didn't know where I was going to go, but I ended up just driving for three days because it was like a three day weekend. And I ended up living on a boat with all my equipment set up in the hole and working there for a few months to finish things out for that company. And um, it was an amazing experiment, an amazing time for me. And it came because I took the courage to step into the dark when I knew things weren't going the way that I felt like they should be going. Everything in that meeting was against my gut feeling. So it was time to make a change. Yes, yes, yes. I quit a job shortly after 9-11 because... Oh, tell me. On, I love these stories. Yes. On the day of, we were at an off-site meeting on Long Island, and one of our board men, one of the people at the executive suite of the, the company, it was a software company in New York, one, uh, she had gone to the ladies' room and left the conference room. We were at a hotel or a motel in Long Island. And when she came back, she was visibly shaken because the first tower had just been hit and they were watching it on the TV screens in the lobby of this hotel, motel. Nobody said anything to her. Nobody acknowledged her. Her cousin was the CEO of the company. Another relative was the head of IT. I watched her, I watched her trembling. I saw tears rolling down her cheeks. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, and she described, and she said, her brother works in one of the towers. 
And I just looked around the table. I think they continued the meeting. And I just said to myself, these are not the kind of people I want to work with. We eventually went, all went outside, and then we all got in our cars and drove home at 100 miles an hour to get off the parkway because we didn't know where the planes were coming. We didn't know we were, how close we were to where they were. This is Long Island. This is New York. Anyway, the point was, soon after that, I resigned because I, there was something so cold and so un. This woman was shaking. She was crying. She comes and sits in the meeting, and nobody said, what's wrong? What's wrong? Wrong is the world just damn changed and and nobody was cur- I, I just stopped everything and I said tell us what's going on got it out of her and and the fact that she was afraid to say anything in shock but that nobody asked her I said no not my people anymore not not yeah. the place I want to be so sometimes we have that recognition right that's mm-hmm. not for us Michelle has that ever happened to you or Anna anything where you you simply say I, I have to I have to leave. It's not for me. Anna, you want to unmute? Yeah, I just basically walked away from a job that I was in for like about 10 years because I I am basically a person who just likes my freedom and I do things according to, you know, how I, I mean, basically um, how I want things to be done. But when some, some people try to impose their values on me, I just don't like it. So I just walked on, I walked out basically and yeah. Sometimes we have to say enough is enough. Michelle, anything similar? Oh, of course. You know, I've walked (laughs) away from many, many people in my life. You know, once someone's no longer serving those values and ideals that you're trying to uphold for for me as humanity. Um, And I've come from academia, so we kind of fragmented out the sacred. And, you know, you can't do much without the soul. So that's a big reason I don't sit inside an institution now, because the work that I do in the world really requires a integrated approach. So I had to walk away from what I had known for 19 years of my life in order to bring an integrated mind-body-soul approach to the world. So I think it does take courage, guys. Thank you. Dawn, look at what your little statement number four created around the table. (laughs) An opportunity for us to share similar experiences, how and when and where. And I will tell you, I was the only woman on a board of directors for 19 years in my co-op building where I lived in, in Long Island. And there were times, and these were all very, very wealthy men. And Uh. I was still a working girl. And I chose (laughs) to live there because I wanted my daughter to grow up in a fancy building. And then she went off to college and there I was. Anyway, the point was that there were times in board meetings where things were going in a direction that was not of the people, by the people, for the people. It was so-and-so sitting around the table and they were all skewed in one direction. And there were times when I said, I'm going to state my opinion. I'm going to say my piece. And then I'm leaving the meeting. And I simply got up and walked out. And I was the corporate secretary, too. No more minutes that night, kids. And I closed the door and went upstairs into my apartment. I said, oh, my God, what did I do? But, you know, I was still on the board, so they had me back. But my point is that I know those feelings of being the only she in a room full of he's where 
they're not listening and they don't mm-hmm. want to. They don't want to. So anyway, well, all right. Thank you very much. Let's go on, Michelle. I'm looking at your statements here. Um, 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 um. Ah, this is an interesting one. I'm going to statement number three. I will read it. You don't have to look it up. Michelle says, I nurture my creativity when I more fully connect during meditation. Now, I want you to unpack that. Unpack the more fully connect because we all know what meditation is. Is it guided? Is it alone? Give us give us a picture here, Michelle. So let me give you a picture. My big, comfortable recliner. I sit in it. I get out of my head and I get into my heart with my mantra. It's just an instrument for the mind. It's this rhythm inside of me that puts me in complete balance with the universe. And when I'm in balance, my body starts regenerating and healing and detoxifying. And then I have all this wonderful openness and lightness about me. And I start creating intentions and I start asking questions and receiving answers. And it's a lovely time to really pull. And so that's kind of how I wrote my book, uh, self-caring early mornings before my little boys woke up in the morning and this very high energy of the morning. Mornings are a wonderful time to create as is early afternoon. You're in sync. Um, And it's just beautiful. I wrote that book and then my little boys would wake up and I would make them breakfast. And then we did school at home because of COVID and stuff. And I just, you know, I was able to pull in a lot of beautiful energy from that universe to write that book in a very integrated, spiritual, but holistic, balanced way. And so I couldn't have done that without being in the field. You know, it's your mind is just too chaotic. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the level below, at least for me, to be creative. Creative. Interesting. You you did create the picture for me. Now I have a question for you. I bought a yeah. uh, a Meta. It used to be a, a Quest, a headset, virtual reality. Oh, and okay. I I put it away at the time I was moving. I haven't done it, and I plugged it in and got it recharged again. And recently I did a couple of meditations. There's an mm-hmm. app called Alcove that has a lot of free meditations, breathing apps, and meditations, guided meditations. One is in a rainforest. And you're, you're sitting basically in the forest and you can see the vines in front of you and there's a gentle water yeah. and a woman's very soft voice, a little bit like yours, Michelle Peck, is taking you through the breathing and letting go. There's another one on the beach where you can turn yourself around 360 with your the clicker on your headset with the directional button and you yeah. see the beach and you see the shore and they've got a yoga mat sitting right there in the middle of the, of the sand and you can watch the waves gently coming in. How would, how would somebody take Michelle, how would you take a guided meditation like that and take it down to the next below level, like you said? Just just quickly, can you give us a clue? Because I'm going to probably do another one tomorrow morning. What would I need to do? Well, I don't use guided anymore, but guided really for me was the window to meditation. It's all I felt comfortable doing for years until I was actually trained in meditation. And I was like, oh, I kind of was not doing it right, but whatever. So guided is a level of meditation, but you don't really go into the state of restful awareness as you do when you do silent. And silent's not scary. You have your mantra and you just repeat it in your head. And a simple mantra would be so hum, so hum. It's just the mantra for the breath so hum and you say that inside yourself so hum so hum so and just repeat that whisper that inside your body that's all you have to do i'm a big proponent for not being dependent on anything external to me 
Okay. I, we truly believe that we were created perfectly and in wholeness and we have all the capacities with inside of us and the good stuff outside that we use that's just fun I love that stuff but when it all comes down to it I like to be completely self-serving thank you well that could be my goal to to not have to use the guided they do have the same versions without the voice where you can just be there's one by Matthew McConaughey and really? uh, yeah, a lot of people like to fall asleep to that one, just so you know, that's on. Well, I'll tell you, if Matthew McConaughey were here, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be falling asleep. Any, I'm sorry, did I say that on the air? I, I like his voice. That. I like more than that. Let's oh, see. well, <laughs> that's relax. well, that's not restful awareness. That's more like pleasurable. It's awareness, dear. It's awareness. Capital A awareness. Let's leave that one alone. Thank you very much, Anna Rose. I'm looking at your statement number one. I like this one. You say creativity is what makes my synapses come alive. Paint a picture for me, Anna Rose. What do you mean? See, everybody likes that one. Anna, what do you think? Um, so basically, I tend to... Um pick something that um, that interests me. I suppose I can't do anything that doesn't interest me. And so when I say my synapses comes alive, it's like creating new neural networks in my brain so that basically changes my consciousness so that I become a different person. And hence, you know, you create this beautiful artwork or poetry or, you know, write a book or, or a new clothing line, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Very interesting. Do you, uh, what, what is your inspiration for your designs? And I haven't seen them, but what colors, what fabrics, what, what, how do you design? Are these dresses? Are they suits? What are they? Tell us, please. Oh, they're, they're mainly dresses. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any, any of them with me right now because I'm traveling actually, but it is mainly silks and the satins actually, and pretty much evening dresses. Okay, and are these party party dresses, or are these uh, go to the opera dresses, or the, the satins um, in particular? When would I wear them? Some of them are party dresses, but not all. So you could probably um, some of them are casual, but uh, most are actually formal. Actually, yeah. Okay, need to bring back the formal for sure as people start going out again. Does anybody remember the TV show Suits about mm-hmm. the fake lawyer Ma- Meghan Markle? That princess, she was in it. She was a legal person coming up through the ranks, wanted to be a lawyer. I think she was yeah. a, uh, yeah. All of the women wore dresses in that show. All the women in the law firm, they didn't wear suits. Most of them wore dresses, and a lot of them wore sleeveless dresses. And I was intrigued. And that show goes back a couple of years. I was very intrigued that they were wearing tailored dresses and gorgeous tailored dresses. I, Wow, I remember my dresses days. I did. Who, who was it said they sewed most of their clothes? Who was it said as a child? Was that in, am I thinking of something else in a book? Anyway, um, I sewed most of my clothes as a young married, and I I basically ruined a a Sears sewing machine because the steel (laughs) couldn't hold up to the amount of pedal pushing I was doing on that sewing machine. Anna, I was using it so hard that it warped, and I took it to the store, and they said, Lady, you just, the steel didn't even hold up. It didn't have a chance. So anyway, I was making my clothes suits and pants, pantsuits and dresses for my daughter and outfits and fancy stuff, and I just just love to sew. I don't know why I thought about that. Anyway, ladies, thank you so much for the creativity statement 
humans. I appreciate them. And that's how we have a conversation around the table, right? That's how we, we get out of our own way and we spark conversation. So let's go to some famous birthdays here. We've got about oh, 13 minutes left, plenty of time in live radio time. Joni Mitchell is 79 today. Does everybody remember Joni Mitchell? She mm-hmm. is the one who wrote her, her biggest song was Big Yellow Taxi. They paved paradise and put in a parking lot. Da, 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 da. Remember? Big Yellow Taxi, one of my favorite songs. She had quite an, quite an, she's still around, obviously. Her album Blue is considered one of the greatest albums of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. She's 79 years old today. Happy birthday, Joni Mitchell. Lord, does anybody know who Lord is? L-O-R-D-E. She's a pop singer. If I remember her, if I t- tell you the name of her song, you might remember Royals. Royals. Remember, that was Lord. She got three Grammy nominations, and she joined a dramatic group when she was five years old. I guess she liked putting on plays or being in plays, so she got her early start. Lord is 26 today. She's less than half of the age of Joni Mitchell. Good for her. Adam Devine. You may not know Adam Devine. He's 39. He's a writer and a comedian. He formed the sketch comedy group Mail Order Comedy with two others, and they starred in Comedy Central's Workaholics. He starred in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates with Zac Efron. I have no idea what that is. But he had a place as the boyfriend of one of the daughters in Modern Family. Remember? Michelle remembers. He was very, very funny. He did a lot of commercials on TV. I happen to like him as an actor and a comedian. Adam Devine is 39. Now I have a couple of social media people who have done very well for themselves. And they're having birthdays, and we're going to wish them a happy birthday. So I have a rapper. Not, well, I wouldn't call it social media, but let's say not mainstream uh, in terms of music. I'm getting all over myself here. His name is Tiny Tempa, okay? T-I-N-I-E-T-E-M. I pick the unusual names, Dawn, every week. No disrespect. I just like them. <laughs> T-E-M-P-A-H, Tiny Tempa. He's 34. He's an English rapper. Rapper. And he had a number one single called Pass Out, and his debut album was Disc Overy, like Discovery, but he starred D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-Y. It premiered at number one back in 2010 in the UK, October 2010, and he's still around. So happy birthday, Tiny Tempa, 34. Now I have an interesting one. I have a lady named Lavender Blossom. She's 11. She's a YouTube star. I want you all to be sitting down because you're going to be shocked. She's a video creator. She's a gamer. She posts edits and Roblox content. Her videos focus on creating new in-game avatars. I swear I copied down that she's 11. She has 1.2 million subscribers. Okay, 1.2 million. Do you have that many, Michelle? Do you have that many followers? No, Michelle, un- undo your mic, dear. Dawn, do you have that many followers? Anna no. Rose, have you sold 1.2 million dresses yet? Neither have I. I'm not selling anything, but anyway. Um, she also, one of her most popular videos, she customizes her avatar, and that video only got 17 million views. Hello. 
I had somebody whose birthday, a social media person about a month ago on the show, I, I gave his, I don't remember his name, but he posts slime videos and he's got something like 3.9 million subscribers. <laughs> I, I think we're all in the wrong. I'm sorry, Michelle. I think we're what all we doing, doing? Yeah. wrong kind of self-care. I don't know. We're, we're trying to follow the straight and narrow. Then we have somebody named Benji Nelson. He's 51 today. He's a member of the web group, Not Enough Nelsons. He, his family posts skits and challenges and vlogs. Oh, they're not very popular. They only have 1.7 million. But a, a video, you'll love this one, Michelle. His video that's most popular follows the family routine in the morning. 3.5 million views. There are 16 children in the Nelson family. Dawn, I think you've heard of them. He has seven biological and nine adopted. That's the not enough Nelsons. Okay, so the family morning routine Yes, I know. I know. 3.5 million views. Do you really want to watch all those? I guess it would be quite a crowded house, wouldn't it be? Watching 16 people. I don't know what ages if they're all living at home, but I think uh, Mrs. Nelson needs a beautiful dress to go out and party with, Anna. I, th I think we're going <laughs> to introduce you to them. Yes, we are. So that's those are the famous birthdays or not so. so. On this day in history, November 7th in 1966, You'll never guess who met whom at an avant-garde art exposition at the Indica Gallery in London. Who do you think met whom? You wouldn't have a clue. Anybody have any idea? Two very famous people in the music business. John Lennon met Yoko Ono at an oh. art exposition in 1966. Three years later on this day, they released their second album called Wedding Album in the UK. I don't know when they got married. On this day in 1951, Frank Sinatra married which wife? Does anybody know which wife he married in 1951? I don't think anybody was born then on this group. Well, maybe, I'm not sure. Frank Sinatra was 34. He married Ava Gardner. She was 26. The marriage lasted six years. Well, that was probably very, probably a second longest. And Leonard Cohen, the wonderful Canadian singer, speaker, songwriter, passed away in 2016 on this day, November 7th, in memoriam, born in 1934. I have a couple of holidays to announce to all of you. You've never heard of these, I promise, but just go with it, okay? We have a few more minutes left. It's National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. Does everybody like bittersweet chocolate raise your hand if you like bittersweet chocolate yeah okay good we got that one almonds i think i'm a little allergic to almonds i just you know what you can all have the almonds pass the chocolate <laughs> over to that's okay it's national keith day and it's national Lori day now what this means is you're supposed to be honoring people whose names are keith or laurie l-o-r-i now when i was trying to get the mortgage to buy this house before i moved here getting oh it was when the funds when i sold my house in in north carolina where the funds were going to be deposited to when the sale went through and the woman on the phone i had to get the aba routing number her name was amanda and it was on a thursday and i told her that on monday night on my radio show we had discussed Amanda Day, National Amanda Day. And I gave her the whole history going back to the 1800s of oh people who used Amanda in plays and sonnets and poetry. And then it fell out of popularity for a while, and then it came back, and now it was something like number 250 on the list of most popular 
in America, girl baby names, but she had never heard it. So I told her happy Amanda Day. So I want you all to find somebody named, I'm sorry, Dawn is just what I do. Uh, I want you to find somebody named Keith and wish him a happy day and somebody named Lori and wish her a happy day. It's also Notary Public Day. You ever get stuck with you need a notary and where do you go? Somebody with that stamp. But I don't know if, if they, Anna, I don't know if you've run across it. Notary is somebody who witnesses your signature on a legal document. And sometimes you have somebody with a, a stamp that says notary and they have a registered number and it goes onto the document, presses it in and leaves a stamp that has their name and their, their number. So it's National Notary Day. It's National Recycling Week. Does everybody recycle? Do you have two parts of your garbage? Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you where I moved here in Tennessee. I still have trouble saying that. <laughs> they give you a regular size garbage can for the regular. And then for recycling, they give you a little bin that's about 12 inches tall by about two and a half feet wide. Wow. And it doesn't have a cover. So everybody oh, would wow. see what you put in it. So it has enough room for maybe two sun stacks of Sunday papers. And that's about it. So I've been, so I have one garbage can under my sink. So I've been keeping an extra garbage bag, a little plastic one from the store and putting papers and envelopes in that. And I'm going to tie it up and just so that I feel better about myself. I'm going to put that into that yeah. bin on Thursday. Nice. Yes. Um, it's also World Kindness Week. I think we all believe in feeling, being kind to people, right? You know, when I ask Alexa a question, what's the time, what's the weather, and I say thank you, she responds and she says, thank you for always thanking me. You're very nice. Just doing my job. And we have a conversation. Isn't that nice? Thank you, Alexa. Just doing my job. Thank you for all the thanks. She says that to me. Can you imagine? Does anybody here have a conversation with their Alexa? Anybody? Do you know that if you whisper, she will whisper back? One day she answered a question for me, and she whispered. And so I said, Alexa, why are you whispering? And she said, you can go to whisper mode if you want. Go to whisper mode if you want. <laughs> so I went into whisper mode. So I say, Alexa, what's the weather? And she'll say, the weather in Loudoun, Tennessee is high 72 with 30% chance of rain. And I'll say, thank you, Alexa. You can actually do that if you're very lonely and bored and have nobody to talk to. I know, Michelle, this is my brand of self-care. You talk to Alexa in a whisper. Okay? I want you to add that to your list. We need to go around the table and get wherever you want people to find you. Website. So let's go around. Dawn, where would you like people to find you, my dear? Well, my book is posted everywhere, and you can find me at DawnJRasmussen.com. D-A-W-N, the letter J, R-A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N.com. Thank you, Michelle Peck. Where can Thank people you. find you? Don't go away. we got to take pictures. Go ahead, Michelle. You can just go to AcademyOfWellbeing.com, all one word, dot com. A-C-A-D-E-M-Y-O-F-W-E-L-L-B-E-I-N-G. Dot com. Thank you very much, Eric. Three minutes. Anna Rose Rill, where can people find you? Uh, it's my name, so Anna Rose Rill.com. A-N-A. There's only one N in her Anna. It's the it's the elegant kind. I think it's very beautiful the way you spell it. A-N-A-R-O-S-E-V, like in Victor, R-I-L.com. You all have such easy, very, very nice websites. Thank you very much. So I want to say a thank you. Aaron, we got, what, three minutes left? Well, it's not time to close. One sentence on how people can appreciate or go, get into their own creativity. One sentence with one comma and one dash from each of you. I literally, I have 20 seconds each. Dawn, what's your advice? How to become more creative? 
do something absolutely unexpected. Ooh, I like that. Michelle? The courage to believe in yourself. I had a guest recently who taught, called it courageous creativity when it's when you're doing it. Anna, what was your state, statement be? Um, I'm going to quote uh, um, George Stein, actually. So it is only through art we can reconcile ourselves. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. I brought 400 of my, I'm sorry, 200 of my paintings with me. And instead of buying new canvases, I'm painting over some of them and using the existing paintings as a backdrop. So I'm trying to not go to Michael's. It was a, it was a, an addiction for a while. Yes. What can I tell you? So I want to say thank you to Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Radio Red. Don't go anywhere, ladies. We still have to take pictures and we're going to talk for a few minutes. And Aaron Keller, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule running the technical parts of Voice America World Talk Radio. And here are my closing remarks. Life is short. Right, ladies? Break the rules. Uh Uh-huh. Forgive quickly. Well, not so much. Kiss slowly. It's the only way. Right, Dawn? No, I mean about the forgive quickly. Uh, No. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Everybody join me in an uncontrollable laugh. One, two, three. (laughs) I keep thinking I should start the show like that, but I don't think anybody would stick around. And never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final final. Work like you don't need the money because everybody else is doing their thing and they don't care. Just get it done. Dance like no one's watching. But when I was teaching disco in high heels on a Formica tabletop in a cafeteria in somewhere in Eugene, Oregon, everybody watch. Trust me. Sing like nobody's listening. I saying a little i'm sorry big apologies and love like you've never been hurt because we all have get over it let your heart open up and regenerate and it will find love again and be nice to yourself along the way money talks chocolate sings Mm. and last but not least and i borrowed this line no i stole it thank you for turning me on bye facebook everybody wave goodbye Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.